I'm constantly thinking about changes. Uh, if you know me, I, my brain is just full of ideas. I don't know. I, I don't know how to stop it. It's, it's probably my team's least favorite part about me. In, in, but well, I just hope they will eventually appreciate it. Uh, I mean, every time they come to to work, every day they come to work, it just seems like there's something new on their desk and we're doing something different. Um, speaking of changes, we are redoing our website again. I know as we've changed it hundreds of times in the last couple of months and, and we never stop. Um, and it's just part of the improvement path that, um, I'm, I'm taking everyone on. Um, while at it, uh, a wild idea popped in my head, okay? What if our website could talk? What would it say to me? I know it's a, it's an abstract question, but just, just bear with me, okay? Now, before we actually dive in, uh, I wanted to uh, make a short introduction uh, about the, the podcast, the idea about myself, because it's highly likely that we don't know each other and I hope we will we will spend some some time together in the future. So, um, I always wanted to start a podcast. It, I mean, for a really long time at least. And this is a very cliche <laughs> sentence. It's probably how uh, all podcasts started eventually. From they they, they sort of uh, stemmed from from the need. But it, in my case, uh, I I have a quite I have quite rich history. On YouTube, I've uploaded over hundreds, uh, over hundred of videos, and I was streaming, uh, live streaming on, on the platform called Twitch for about two and a half years. So I'm, I'm really well aware of, you know, uh, how to behave in front of camera and how to set it all up and how to work on audio and uh, the 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 only barrier I have right now is is the language, right? It, it, English is not my native language. Um, I I've I've come to learn it. Uh, I've been learning it for a really really long time, for most of my life really. And living in England for the past ten years just gave me the final push. I I, I still don't think I'm quite there, and you'll probably notice. Um, if you if you keep listening to me, uh, <laughs> that I often uh, need to repeat myself or or, or fix what a mistake. Uh, but other than that, I hope I come across uh, understood. And um, yeah, the idea has been growing in me for a really long time. And I always say it's better shipped than perfect, right? It's yes, I could spend ages on buying you know expensive equipment and planning everything to every minute and having that camera placed in the perfect spot. But I mean, I'd rather have you around and have a have a genuine conversation than just pretend that I'm going to do something and maybe not even do it. So again, better ship than perfect. And that, that is something I really it's, it's a rule I live by. Um, now, before you roll your eyes at the idea, uh, I know websites, right? Uh, the podcast will be about websites. What's so fascinating about them? Now, I am passionate about websites, and I I I coded one when I was 
13 years old for my dad he was a director of a company back then and i just loved the idea of problem solving at those you know conditions in the code those dependencies and how you with a few keyboard strokes could put something on the screen that makes sense to the end user and and it's interactive and wow it has colors and you can move images around you know it was very very basic back then and it was nowhere near the website that we see now although i still sometimes find websites from from back in time it's just just like they're stuck in 90s but it's fine i mean it's not on everyone's mind to update them um but the fact remains that we all use websites all the time there's no matter who you are right whether you are a marketer a business owner a plumber a shopper you name it 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 just it just there whatever you want to know whatever information you're looking for wherever you want to go do um, you will reach for a website and you will find that information there hopefully obviously um if not you'll just keep digging and jumping between websites until you you know hit the spot so to accommodate all those needs all those expectations websites have grown to be a very complex uh, creature it's that there are so many layers to a website the one who's not you know involved in web design web development user experience and all the all the stuff is not even aware of and and i think that's where the most mistakes come from and most interpretations uh, misinterpretations sorry and uh, and so on it just websites play a vital role in all the marketing and sales efforts but only if they are done right now i'm afraid uh, businesses don't really understand uh, and and they don't know how to use them to benefit their organization and as an effect as a result right um consumers get affected by choices made by unqualified people and it just becomes a one big mess because uh, i don't know if you've ever been to a you know web design meeting or review session whatever you want to call it um many people who chip into a conversation they base their the the, the feedback they they're giving um on their preferences on their views on their intuitions on their uh, habits right and and that's having the whole thing wrong way around it's you build websites with the end user in mind because you want them to feel satisfied not confused and inspired to buy from you or uh just ju- even if they find an information they leave that is a success on your end and you want to help that to happen right and if you are in the discussion in such a review session right if you're stuck on deciding what color the button should be you are really missing the point um the the color of a button is only it should be only point of a discussion if it means something to the end user it doesn't you should literally cut yourself out from the picture um so that's you know that that's there's a lot of 
uh, there's a lot on my mind and I am and I'm constantly thinking about improving you know I'm, I'm following the trends uh, regarding websites and I'm talking to people in, in, in the industry and I have so much more uh, to share to talk about and to discuss that I I can't really think of a better medium uh, than podcast it, it, it is it is the best really right you will agree hopefully so finally i want this podcast to cover topics at which i'm interested in as well it's not only just websites there will be uh, psychology neuroscience uh, i mean cutting edge technology photography and so much more and you know whether we like it or not if you think about it they are indirectly though related to how we build and run websites so so why not why not to have fun it's you know it, there's there's plenty of psychology and science and all of that going on behind the you know scenes when you build a website so it's important to stay on top of many fields rather than just focusing on 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 web design however you define it so i hope that through this podcast we can get together and make the web a better place and and i hope to achieve that by educating each other and and really sharing experience with you and i hope you do the same with me um i want this time together to be very productive and hopefully bonding and definitely with you at the heart so any comment any thought or feedback is very welcome so feel free to get in touch with me okay all right without further ado hello my name is Tomasz Lisiecki, well, good luck pronouncing that, and welcome to episode one of What's Web, the podcast that talks about websites. What would your website say if it could talk? I know, it's a, it's a weird question, probably many things, right? I mean, it could say that it needs to see a doctor because it's feeling blue, I think so. Uh, I mean, it it could say it feels confused because it doesn't serve a purpose, or it, that it feels sad because no one appreciates it. Maybe that it is stressed because people constantly yell at it and are toxic towards it. I don't know. And one last thought: maybe that it feels alone because no one finds it. Uh, just a few ideas and in this episode we'll try to look at websites as persons I think that's the best way uh, by answering uh, these questions as well as learning how to take a better care of them so please uh, bear with me while I follow through with this idea and I hope you enjoy now what if your website said that it needed to see a doctor because it was feeling blue when you are ill your first instinct is to take some, you know, over-the-counter pills, uh, just which used to help you in the past, based on your experience. And as the days go by and the illness doesn't go away, you finally decide to call GP, you know, to see a doctor, wishing you had done that sooner. We all were in this situation at some point, I think. Well, uh, when you are ill, you live it leave it to an expert to prescribe a medicine to get you back on your feet it, there's a huge chance he knows more than you do would you agree so why don't we do the same with websites it's exactly the same if it hurts 
if the website hurts, aka it doesn't work well, it, it's underperforming, it's crippling at some point, I don't know, uh, along the user journey, it should seek help. But now, obviously, websites can't seek help yet. Well, maybe they, they will become sentient at some point, but right now we need to take care of them. Uh, and we should take them to a doctor. It's, you know, I don't know, what's equivalent to a doctor in the world of websites? And probably it would be analytics tools, uh, some tracking tools, measurement tools, maybe a, a conversion rate optimi optimization expert, uh, someone that knows uh, how to deal with websites and what are the common symptoms and problems and how to solve them. Now, obviously, the treatment itself, it would depend on the results. So if if your website is experiencing experiencing a high bounce rate on the homepage, then obviously you treat it differently to uh, lack of form submissions, uh, for example, right? So first of all, you need to diagnose the problem. Uh, you need to uh, you need to know what to fix because you you don't you you can't know what you don't know. So first of all, learn what's the problem and then find a proper treatment for it, and that should make your website much much happier. Uh, and as an extension, you and your business as well, because obviously that will be uh, beneficial to you. Now, secondly, if your website said that it felt confused because it didn't serve a purpose. So if we stop for a second and think about ourselves, what drives you? So what makes you get up every morning? apart from you know money and probably mortgage that need to that you need to pay off let's put the financial side uh, away from the picture and focus on on something really exciting like ideas right visions uh, for some the need for improvement and and maybe maybe even and hopefully for most of you wanting to be less wrong each day it's very important and we can apply that analogy to websites. So websites, um, like us, they are driven by a purpose, usually given by its creators, obviously, and they are built as a solution to a specific problem. In, in other words, they are built to serve a purpose. And if they don't solve a problem or get closer to the goal, then what's the point? What's their point, really? Why why do you have a website which doesn't serve a purpose? Now, what can we do about it? It, again, depends on what you want the website to do. However, you, there are a few things you need to take care of right away. I think you should align your website with business goals and with your brand. Um, why? Is because assuming someone visits your website and uh, they've heard about you from uh, social network, word of mouth, uh, your networking event or prospecting, cold call, whatever it was, they know something about your business, okay? They liked something about it and they decided to investigate it further and obviously was the best place uh, than a website to learn more about a company and your services and whatever you do. 
then they visit your website and that website tells them something completely different. And obviously worst case scenario, it shows a different logo and you know, it, it doesn't look appealing to him, to, to her um, in any way. But if that website is aligned with your goals and, and represents the same values, same missions, um, the same mission statement, you know, it, it clearly shows that it understands their visitor, then they are more likely to stay around and explore it. Basically, it's simple as that. So when you when you go back to your website today and have a look at it, listen to it. Okay. See try to try to see it through the visitor's eyes and ask yourself if it actually serves the purpose of the visit from from that end user they they definitely come to you for some sort of information for contact details for portfolio maybe uh, just to build some you know trust uh, with your brand anything uh, make sure that your website covers it and it's it conveys uh, your business values now don't stop there uh, because websites can't do it all. They need to be uh, quite. Hmm, th their goals need to be quite narrowed, um, narrowed down. Uh, just just so they don't, just so they are not watered down as much. In other words, uh, focus on goal prioritization. Um, I think websites should have maximum three goals. It's absolutely maximum. For example, uh, the, the primary goal would be to uh, get a contact inquiries, right? Lead generation, in other words. Uh, it could have a secondary goal, which is sign up to newsletter and tertiary goal to, I don't know, comment on your blog post, for example, or download the PDF file uh, from your resources library. Uh, but when you start defining goals for a website, the purpose, don't don't go crazy on it. It just stick to just to uh, two or three goals maximum. Otherwise, it will get lost in translation, and you really don't want that. Now, if you if you think about it, the worst feeling is not belonging anywhere and going towards nowhere. This is the worst feeling for for a person, and I think websites are quite similar. They, they are an extension of yourself, of your company, and if they don't have any meaning and they don't serve that purpose, it's, it's quite bad. The third uh, quote from a website that you could hear this is a saying, right? It'd be that it feels sad because no one appreciates it. And remember when you worked hard on something and it turned out to be a success, but you, but you didn't get credit for it. You get the feeling on uh, the, the feeling of uh, unfulfillment and lack of appreciation. Do you remember that? Well, I hope you don't, because it would mean you'd never experienced that. But if you have, you can relate. It, you almost, you know, want to scream into someone's face. And what if your website said, "I'm working around the clock." skipping on slumbers, yet people don't pay any attention to me. When they visit, they copy your email address, which is weird, and they leave. You, you like that, didn't you? <laughs> I've done that with my own voice. 
Yes, I'm very proud. Okay, uh, it's <laughs> it's most likely because your website attracts people who don't appreciate what you do or your business does. And here's a, a very short story. Um, imagine a father giving a car to his daughter or son, whatever really, and it, he he tells them to sell that car and per pay for their you know, university tuition or for the new house or what, whatever they want to spend money on. Um, so they go ahead, go around and look for uh, a buyer, right? So they approach a local dealer and the dealer says that car is worth £1,000. But they don't, don't take the deal right away. They want to have a, a proper research. Uh, so they don't follow through with that deal and they go uh, advertise in the local papers and someone, you know, a private buyer uh, answers the, 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 the ad and, and wants to see the car. And upon inspection, he says what's wrong with it, blah, blah, blah. And they try to bargain, obviously. And they want to give them £1,200 for that car. And it leaves them a bit unsatisfied. So what they do, they take that car to a local car collection a collector's club. And when they see that car, they go crazy because it, it happens to be uh, some you know unique model, very classy car, and they're ready to pay hundreds of thousand pounds for it. Maybe exaggeration, I don't know, just for the fun of the story, I don't know. But the, the my bottom line is you need to sell your services, you need to write your website um, in the way that it attracts people who appreciate what you do. Otherwise, it's really, it's just a waste of your time and you don't want to lose your time. Um, so make sure your website speaks the language of your visitors and is appealing visually for them. You remember that my comment about blue button in the beginning, Th this is the moment where you drop that conversation and, and you know, you really focus on your end user. It needs to get the value across the website right from the get go. It, and well, it's also important to realize it's, it's just, you know, not always the website's fault. So, so give your website a pat on the shoulder so it doesn't cry and and reevaluate your uh, your marketing uh, efforts. Uh, you talk to your marketing team if you have one. Adjust what you do outside of the website. So maybe your campaigns and everything else you do drive wrong people towards your website, and your website is actually fine. You know, so it's also quite important to realize that maybe wrong people visit your website. Um, because that will save you a lot of trouble. I mean, changing website, testing it and, and adjusting it might come out as quite expensive and maybe it'd be just as simple as small tweaks in your uh, PPC or anything else you do. Um, so it's just a food for thought, really. Uh, and next one, what if your website could say it is stressed because people constantly yell at it and are toxic towards it? You will agree that the constant feeling of fear, worry, or stress, it just doesn't do any good in the long run, right? It, it, ask any doctor, any specialist. I mean, just average people know it. Uh, you don't need a degree to know that. So I know it's an abstract thought to think websites could have those feelings, 
but again bear with me i mean you are so far into the podcast right now that you can't just you know abandon the idea (laughs) so imagine they are a person and they experience anything from the above as an observer if it was in real life situation you would naturally jump into help or at least i would hope so ask if there was anything you could do right imagine friends going through a breakup or going through a job loss because of the COVID situation you know you will you will do anything to help them and thankfully and there's a difference between a website and a friend again website well can't talk this is just a hypothetical right if they could Uh, so we need to dig that information out of them and we need to resort to all the methods to do that. You just you can't just call up your website and say, "Hey, mate, uh, what's wrong with you?" Right? They won't tell you. Uh, it's, uh, however hard you try, well, again, at least not yet. <laughs> uh, if you know any methods to make a website talk, please please call me right away. Um, but anyway, I think one of the best methods you can you can really uh, go for is to just gather feedback from its users. Talk to your users. If someone visits your website, ask them about the experience. It's as simple, right? So if if, if some of some sections of your website cause frustration, annoyance, and just just talk to those people and ask them why they feel like that way. Okay, maybe it can be a survey, can be a poll, can be a a feedback form like on our website. Um, you, if if you have those people details on file, you can probably even call them and ask about the experience and that it's probably much, it, it is more time consuming your end, but you're highly likely to get a response. So yeah, try to try to understand the user experience, walk into your user's shoes and and start from there. It, you have, you, you can have simple accessibility issues like uh, text contrast on the background or you can have issues with loading times because for example your website is hosted overseas somewhere and all people from the UK accessing the server in I don't know say Brazil uh, experience that delay right that distance delay that lag um, which which you wouldn't I don't know wouldn't notice or whatever um, because maybe you have super fast broadband and most people don't for example right or maybe they just lack uh, they, they can't find the search feature which is a common design principle right the, the moment user lands on your website they need to know how to search uh, it is it is the first question that pops in your head how do i search and if you can't answer that question it that that causes you know friction it's a uh, it, it decreases the light uh, from using the, your website, so there are plenty tools uh, to to you know really get under the skin of those issues and and have people like your website rather than screaming at it or I know leaving negative reviews on Trustpilot. So yeah, get get under the skin of that, and I'm sure you'll you'll be fine. And finally. A last one, maybe maybe your website just feels alone because no one finds it. Tomasz, it looks like you're you're the only visitor I had in the last week. 
just so you know. <laughs> said no, said any website never. Uh, but it's quite common, right? I mean, when you launch a website, especially a new product or anything, uh, you're super excited, but then the reality is just, you know, attacks you from everywhere and no one visits your website, maybe apart from some crawling bots from Google or Bing. Uh, so how do you how do you proceed on that basis? I mean, most likely search engine optimization comes to your mind as the first treatment for that problem. Um, I wouldn't assume search engine optimization is the answer to everything. Heck, I would say even it's rarely the answer. And here is why. Search engine optimization uh, is an exercise of making your website rank higher in Google, Bing, any, any search engine um, based on some sort of uh, query, right? So if you type, you know how it works, I need to explain that. But the question, the real question is, how do you, how do you do it when you, when you're completely out of control in, in that sense that you can't guarantee the results in any possible way. And any agency that claims that can they can get you on the first page of Google anywhere, they're lying. And hi, friends from SEO agencies, by the way. <laughs> now I made enemies. Well, um, it's it's impossible. There is no, you know, Google, Bing, Yahoo, all of those, they never reveal their algorithm, uh, the criteria they use, the, the judgments, uh, they use the, um, the scores, anything that could point you in the right direction. Okay. They, they, they say, okay, look, we updated how we do this and do that, but they, when it comes down to picking your website, right. Over someone else's, you don't know why that decision has been made by Google. They, they can't, you, well, they can justify it, but they won't. Right. So it it is a thing out of control that's what i'm trying to get you just can't possibly guarantee any results from seo and why focus why bet your future on something uncertain when there are many other ways of having people use your website find your website which are given right why would you why it doesn't make any sense it's like betting your life on a lottery, pretty much. So how about I suggest that you rethink the role of the website in your business ecosystem. Have a look at the bigger picture, where it is, what it should do, and what it does at the moment. Is there any, you know, uh, discrepancy between the two? It's there to support you. It's not there to do all the work for you. Stay patient. Okay. Um, instead of, you know, spending time on tweaking your website content and stuffing it with keywords, making it pretty much illegible, right? Just, just trying so hard to get into Google's mind and how to cheat it and how to beat your competition with the keywords and meta descriptions, etc. How about you work on your online presence? I don't know. Share, share your knowledge on LinkedIn. Start writing blog, 
it, blog is a fantastic content marketing tool it helped that it helped us so much um you know comment on people uh, people's posts on linkedin uh, you know share things on twitter attend network events uh, just be out there uh, promote your business promote your services your products and people will come okay people will will share your content Google will recognize you are creating something that is engaging and likable. It will put it out there for you anyway, because th that's what they do. Um, just don't obsess about that search engine optimization thing because you have no traffic. It's really the least of your worries. Um, start showing something valuable to people. Start being out there and traffic will come your way. And if you get traffic, you can then work on optimizing your website for conversions and and you win. That's really the end of story. So that's all for now. I don't, I well, I hope you've enjoyed the episode and, uh, and you're now on, I hope you're now on the way to uh, making your websites feel a bit better about themselves. Uh, don't be too harsh on them. Uh, I'd love to know what your website would say if it could talk. I'm very interested. Uh, in the next episode, we're going to continue to explore the mysterious world of websites and everything related. I'm not sure when that will happen. It's This is just a pilot episode, I guess. Uh, let me know what you think and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for your time and catch me on LinkedIn or anywhere else if you'd like to continue uh, and discuss. Happy to do so. Okay, bye-bye.